0: All right, so welcome back to another episode of PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast—a buffet of play therapies, movement exercises, activities, and leisure, all packed in a hearty conversation of uh, physical therapy profession and practice. So today we are still going to talk about physical therapy, but not on humans. <laughs> physical <laughs> therapy—we're going to talk about physical therapy on horses. So, so. You, equine physical therapy. So I'm sure you all are very excited as I am with this conversation. So without further ado, to join us in this podcast today is Dr. Dr. Barbara Parks, a physical therapist based in uh, Nashville. She is a certified equine rehabilitation practitioner and a certified therapeutic riding instructor providing physical therapy services to horses and their riders. So I'm sure you all are curious with uh with our story. So welcome to the podcast, Barbara. Uh-oh.
1: Did I lose you?
0: I kinda. <laughs> you froze a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm here now. <laughs> Thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad to have you here. So um yeah, so uh we're gonna talk about equine physical therapy, horse physical therapy. Uh so to start with, so what what made you decide to go into Equine physical therapy.
1: Okay. That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to PT school, I had no idea that equine physical therapy was even, um, I had never heard of it. Originally, mm-hmm. got me going to PT school was hippotherapy, mm-hmm. um, which is working with like children or adults, but using the horse as a treatment tool for clients. Um so that's what got me going to PT school. And then when I was in school, we had a guest lecturer one
2: day,
1: and so she's the one that introduced me to the idea of doing PT on the actual horses themselves. So a uh, child and adult. So uh, once I um I knew I had to go for it.
0: Yes. So um, yeah, that's, that's nice. So it, you got inspired by a lecturer. Uh, yes. And you found that out. Right. So how, how do you like being a equine physical therapist right
1: now? I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's tough because it's a really unique, small kind of niche field mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't know about. So Um, Even in the, in the horse industry, people don't know that I exist or that I'm an option for them. Uh Um, Chiropractors are really big. Massage therapists are really popular, but physical therapy is kind of new, especially in the States. Um, Over Mm -hmm. in Europe, it's a little bit bigger. So that's probably my biggest challenge um, is educating folks about what I can do as a physical therapist um, and that I even exist and am an option. Mm -hmm. So that's hard and that's why i try to do all the social media stuff and youtube to kind of get that out there um but the actual treating of horses is so important and it's such an underserved kind of um community for physical therapy because our horses you know more so than any other pet that you might have are mm-hmm. athletes we're asking them to do some crazy stuff we're riding them they were not built to be ridden necessarily. Right. Um, so they end up with a lot of, you know, aches and pains and compensatory movement patterns and stuff, just like human athletes do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really um, awesome to be able to help them with that.
0: Right. They have to perform at their top level.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep.
0: So how, do, how does one get credentialed or be an, an equine physical therapist here in the States?
1: So here you have to first go through your human physical therapy doctorate program, um, mm-hmm. just like any other physical therapist. And then I believe there are two different certification programs. Um, but the one I did is the CERP or Certified Equine Rehabilitation Practitioner one. And that is at you University of Tennessee in Knoxville, which again is another reason why I jumped on doing this because it just worked out so perfectly with me being in Nashville that I could go to Knoxville for that certification program, um, really easily. Now, when I did that program, there were maybe 20 of us in that class, maybe 25, and it was people from all over the world. So it was really, really cool. Um, it's a really small <laughs> niche in our profession sure. still, um, but yep, you do that that certification program, which is um, an online portion and then an in-portion lab. You go and stay at the university for a week, and we did a full cadaver dissection just like we did in PT school, um, but on a horse and wow. all the practical <laughs> hands-on stuff. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um, and then we do case studies at the end and take a test and then get certified there.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you have to actually like, or know how to <laughs> ride a horse to be an you, equine physical therapist?
1: You, <laughs> you probably should. Uh-huh. You should at least like them for sure. Uh-huh. Um, no, but I, I think a, a really found, like a really solid knowledge of horses is important if you were mm-hmm. going to do this because, horses can't talk to us right right
2: right
1: (laughs) knowing how to read their body language and know what they should look like or how they should act versus you know maybe what they're showing you on your evaluation is important um because owners might tell you one thing but Mm -hmm. you have to be able to make your own assessment based on how the horse is presenting um and they have such subtle subtle body language um if you don't really know what you're looking for it's easy to miss miss things mm-hmm. and as prey animals they're really stoic by nature now, they're not likely to show you that they're in a lot of pain until it's pretty significant so mm-hmm. again you're looking for really subtle changes most of the time
0: wow assessment might must be hard there so <laughs> go, going back to the, the credentials um are there sure uh are there any specific states that um, only allow, you know, equi- physical therapists to practice Ooh. equine physical therapy?
1: So this is a good question. Um, it, if you're going to call it physical therapy, you have to be a physical therapist, right? right. Anywhere mm-hmm. you are, supposedly mm-hmm. anyways.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: but it's really tricky right now because certain states, vet veterinary practice acts, mm-hmm. Are worded such that only veterinarians can work on horses.
2: Mm. So
1: as a physical therapist, I cannot even touch a horse legally mm-hmm. um in certain states.
2: Uh-huh. Okay.
1: Which is kind of wild. Because right. <laughs> mm-hmm. we have a doctorate degree, you know, we have certification. Um, mm-hmm. but that's with it being so new, I understand, you know, the the caution, um, from Mm. the veterinary community, they want to be sure that, you know, they're only (laughs) letting, you know, qualified people touch, touch horses, but, um, it does make it kind of confusing and hard to grow and, um, hard for people who maybe if they live in a state where the vet practice act is kind of restrictive, Mm -hmm. they want to go into this, they can't. So that's Mm kind of, that's kind of hard right now, but hopefully that will start changing here.
2: Right.
0: Once, yeah. once they, you know, uh, the the practice uh, mm-hmm. gets more popularity, gains Absolutely. more ground. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, it gets you know, it's recognized by the vet community.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the
2: hope. That's the hope. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So, uh, we we, we you, you introduced us like to the, the assessment and treatment. So, what are the the okay. the techniques or treatment interventions that you provide? Yeah. to to horses are they like much similar to like humans
1: i think if you would think it's extremely similar to humans um uh-huh. it looks different because horses are humongous
2: uh-huh, right. <laughs>
1: and so our technique has to be you know you have to modify things and there are certain things that we can't quite do that we could do with a human mm-hmm. um But it's very much the same. So I do a mix of manual therapy uh, and then kind of like corrective exercises and then what you might even consider like neuro re-ed kind of balance and proprioception exercises. I mean, anything that you can do for a human being, you Uh can adapt and find a way to treat a horse in a very similar way because they have very similar problems. So. Uh Um, it's it's a lot of creativity trying to adapt sometimes but it it works it really works
0: right right so when you, you're talking about corrective exercise you're ready to re-end how do you how do you make
2: mm-hmm.
0: horses do what you want them to do if you're you know you can't instruct yeah. them how creative would you right.
2: be
1: yeah so that's again where having some background like horse knowledge is pretty Mm -hmm. important, you know, having a general understanding of training and um, how to motivate a horse to do something is important. Um, But think about like, I, I kind of relate it to pediatrics a lot. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you might have a kid who is nonverbal. They can't communicate easily with you and you can't communicate easily with them. And so you have to find a creative way to get them motivated and to accomplish the task. So it's very similar, I think, with horses um, because we don't speak the same language, but we can kind of find a way to communicate that's creative and, you know, using things that you know are motivating to a horse like food. Food's Mm -hmm. always motivating to a horse. Um, So you can use things like that to kind of get them to cooperate And horses are really generally very cooperative and want to please. So Uh
2: um,
1: if you're patient with them and have kind of the training skill set, at least a little bit there, you can you can usually figure a way for most things. Now, there are times that I have to say, oh, that didn't work like I thought it was. Let's try something different, of course. But um, yeah, it's it's I think it's pretty similar to working with kids a lot of the time
0: is it the same like with treating humans that you have to build rapport with a horse oh, before sure. you know
2: oh okay
1: yeah yeah there's there's definitely a trust a layer of trust involved right in everything uh, and some horses more so than others right they all have different histories some of them may have come from a really you know traumatic background of mm-hmm. something you know an accident that was traumatic or an abuse case or something, you know, really awful, or they may have had a really, you know, easy life where they had one loving owner for all their life and it's been pretty smooth. So those two horses would take, you know, a different amount of warming up time to, to trust me coming in. Um, But similar to people, right. We all have mm-hmm. kind of different backgrounds and some patients warm right up to you and some you right. really have to chip away at it, and you convince them slowly over time that, you know, we really do have your best interests at heart. We're here to help. So yeah, the uh, moral of the story is it's, it's really similar.
0: <laughs> is it, is <laughs> it, it really true is. that horses would feel if you're afraid of them?
1: Oh, for sure. Are yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. How would you, how, how do you take a, a horse to an assessment? Do you have, that that horse um move or they just ask uh their their owners or riders or Mm -hmm.
1: so it depends on what the what i'm called there to you know what the issue is of Mm -hmm. course but i usually um like to watch the horse move first just Mm -hmm. like i would with with a rider assessment or something Mm -hmm. you know you want to see what, what kind of patterns can I pick out right off the bat? Um, is anything jumping out at me or does the horse look pretty normal Mm -hmm. and we're going to have to kind of feel around and poke and prod. But, so that's what I start with a movement assessment. I try to do, you know, all the different gates the horse has. So like if you were going to watch someone walk and run, you'd watch the horse walk, trot and canter. Um, so all that first, Mm -hmm. And then if they're a riding horse, I really like to include um, watching them be ridden because you Mm -hmm. can pick a lot up there. Um, The rider impacts the horse sometimes in ways Mm -hmm. they don't realize. So Mm -hmm. I might be called out because they think the horse has an issue and watch them ride. And you're like, oh, uh, that was a a rider error that's causing this problem. So sometimes you have to tease that apart, too. Mm -hmm. But that movement assessment is first. And then. I move into kind of just a head to toe palpation kind of assessment. So with my human patients, they can kind of point me to where the problem is. Usually a horse can't verbally do that anyways. So Mm. I rely pretty heavily on palpation skills and observational skills of the horse's body language to tell me, you know, have I hit something that hurts? Or do I feel something restricted? Am I feeling a joint that's, you know, feeling restricted with motion? Um, So that kind of stuff, I the palpation skills are really important. So I move through all that and just kind of see what I find. And then from there, you know, if there's something I need to treat, if I found a restriction that needs, you know, further treating, I'll Mm -hmm. hang out there and work on that. Or if it's more of a, we need to move into some corrective exercises, we go, we go that direction. Mm
0: -hmm. And you mentioned earlier that you also do manual therapy on horses, like on their extremities and stuff. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're big.
1: They're big. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's where, uh, you know, uh, adapting (laughs) your, your human techniques really comes into play um, and finding ways to. Uh, improve your leverage (laughs) Uh because I'm really small. I I'm five foot. I do not have size on my side (laughs) or if I'm working on, you know, use my body weight. (laughs) Um, and you definitely have to be careful, you know, with your body and Mm -hmm. with the horse you choose to do something like this on, because, Mm -hmm. um, if a horse isn't gonna let you take their leg and uh-huh. be relaxed with you holding their leg, I'm probably not gonna try a manual therapy technique on on the leg at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Because that puts me in in danger of getting <laughs>
2: yeah, hurt. Kick so
1: I, you know, you have to be, you have to be smart about you know when you do what, but you can definitely do uh joint mobilizations and all kinds of stuff, just like you would on a person. Wow.
0: I'm wow, just imagining pulling on a horse's leg wow. <laughs> yeah so what are the yeah. you mentioned earlier that biomechanics of the of the rider can sometimes right. cause some problems with the horses, and what other reasons or conditions do you see a horse or a, a horse being referred to you?
1: Probably the most common thing that I see is back pain. Mm -hmm. That is a big one. Um, I kind of touched on this earlier. Horses were not created, (laughs) you know, knowing that we were going to hop on their backs
2: and try Mm -hmm. to
1: ride them. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's when you're riding a horse, you do have to be careful, you know, about how they're moving. Mm -hmm. If they're in a lot of thoracic and lumbar extension, you can just think about how those spinous processes can impinge and cause a lot of back pain.
2: A horse's
1: spinous processes are really long. um, If Mm -hmm. you look at a horse skeleton compared to ours. So less lumbar extension ends up impinging those spinous processes, than you might, you might think, and that happens a lot. Um, You Mm -hmm. can see it on, on radiographs, but um, so you have to be careful about how you ride the horse. You have to be careful about how the saddle fits because Mm -hmm. not all saddles are are made the same and every horse's back is a little bit different in shape so if a saddle is pinching yeah if a saddle is pinching in a spot or if it's rocking back and forth as the as you're going along or if um the padding isn't even and it creates a pressure point Mm -hmm. then that can cause that can cause a lot of issues too so being knowledgeable about The equipment and how to check for, you know, common issues with equipment is really important uh, Mm -hmm. in this job, too, because it's pretty common to find Mm -hmm. issues there. Um, And so back pain, yeah, is a big Mm -hmm. one. And then I also get a lot of people who just are like, my horse is not acting right and they don't Mm -hmm. know why and they can't quite pinpoint something. That's that's really common, too. Um, Now horses get injured, they have tendon injuries, kind of like a sprained ankle or, um, you know, Mm -hmm. surgeries or more kind of traumatic things too. But I see a lot of, you know, chronic, something's just not quite right and I Mm -hmm. need help. That's usually when someone finds me anyways, Mm -hmm. because they're looking for something outside of what they would normally do. And so I, I see a lot of horses that have been off for a long time and we just don't know what's wrong.
0: Uh, so it's,
1: that makes it interesting.
0: Uh-huh. And your job is to mm-hmm. find out what's wrong and hopefully the horse right. can come back to performing. Sure.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Find the root of the cause really. So mm-hmm. lots of detective work sometimes. Right. <laughs> so uh,
0: you mentioned, you, you talk about the back pain and, Sometimes mm-hmm. you get you get referrals that would say that I just don't know what's wrong with my horse. I feel there's something wrong How, with with back pain. Is this the same thing? The the yeah. the rider or the owner would notice something different about their horses. Sure.
1: Um, yeah, that's a lot of times they'll notice like uh, say the horse is barrel racing or something, mm-hmm. um, and the owner might be like, okay, well usually when we take this turn, it's smooth and fluid and easy. But yesterday I was riding and he was kind of slowing down or stopping short or I just didn't, you know, didn't feel like he was a hundred percent or, you know, the horse might start biting at you or pinning its ears or getting upset when you go to put the saddle on or Mm -hmm. any kind of change in behavior. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: that's what I tell people to look out for, um, for kind of to know that there's something maybe painful going on with the horse. Is any kind of change in behavior from one day to the next uh, or change in performance, you know, with whatever you're asking them to do, Mm because I I touched on this a a little bit before, too. But how subtle the signs sometimes are because they will hide pain as much as they possibly can, because, you know, out in the in the wild, if they show weakness, they're going to be the first one to
2: Uh, get,
1: get gotten. So that's kind of a protective mechanism they've evolved with forever mm-hmm. so those little changes in behavior um or ability to perform can be a sign that something you know significance going on physically or pain related
0: mm-hmm. oh that's interesting
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you really have to as you've mentioned the the a key to you, an assessment would be your your observation really
1: yep mm. yep
0: wow uh, you are also um, a certified therapeutic riding instructor. Is this mm-hmm. a certification for treating the writers specifically?
1: So it's not not exactly uh-huh. it's not exactly physical therapy related but uh-huh. kind of is. Um, so before I became a physical therapist, I got that mm-hmm. uh, certified therapeutic riding instructor title. Mm-hmm. Um so that is more like to teach children with disabilities how to ride.
0: Oh the hippotherapy. Or
1: adults too. But yeah. So so hippotherapy, I know it's like all these different horse related things. But <laughs> <laughs> so hippotherapy is physical therapy specific. It's physical mm-hmm. therapy where the human is riding the horse
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then therapeutic riding or we're trying to get that you know change to be called adaptive riding because it's a little confusing
2: because mm-hmm. it's not
1: exactly it's not physical therapy right, right. Um, it's it's more teaching a riding lesson mm-hmm. to a kid um, right. or an adult with a disability yeah
0: so, I, I, re- I read some journal about that, that it's relaxing
1: different.
0: relaxing pediatrics right
1: mhm yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. okay so you you uh you you treat the horses and you also treat the riders. So mm-hmm. what are the, you know, for for riders, horse riders, what are your like common complaints? Well, okay. I, I would imagine back pain. But...
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like every human being back uh-huh. pain, like scapular pain. No, I I think most riders have. The same issues that you know you see people in your ortho clinic coming mm-hmm. in with. Um, we sit all day at work and then we go try to, you know, do something athletic and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, hip pain, back pain, um, difficulty, you know, with posture. With mm-hmm. when you're riding a horse, your posture and your core strength is really important. So, a lot of us, when we sit all day and are like rounded, forward head our shoulders are rounded posture and then you try to sit upright on a horse and uh-huh. your riding instructor is barking at you to get your shoulders back and <laughs> if you're having trouble with something like that um mm-hmm. that's where i think i can be really helpful to kind mm-hmm. of you know retrain those motor patterns but also if you're having pain of course um calming that down mm-hmm. uh but you know uh, riding you're sitting astride, so you're having you have to have some amount of hip mobility to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find a lot of folks have trouble getting enough hip mobility to do what they want to do uh, or ankle mobility too. Cause when you're riding, you want to have your heel lower than your toe. So
0: you have oh. to be in a good
1: bit of dorsiflexion to achieve that. And a lot of people have trouble with that. That's mm-hmm. pretty common. Right. Yeah.
0: And I imagine it's different from a race you know I don't know what to call it <laughs> when, when the, the the person riding is in a race or in a show
1: Sure uh, <laughs> yeah yep so d- different you know styles of riding require different riding posture or different you know skill set from mm-hmm. from the rider. so yeah it, it can vary a bit but I, most people have have pretty similar complaints and it tends to stem. From, I think, our sedentary lifestyle and mm-hmm. a lack of good core stability and control. Those are the biggies.
0: So you can also advise the riders on exercises that they can you know, do to strengthen their, their body to be more yes. adapted to riding their horses? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of my riders get frustrated because they feel like maybe... Equestrian sports aren't taken as seriously as mm. other athletics, mm-hmm. so they may get kind of brushed off by their doctor for mm-hmm. complaints, or mm-hmm. brushed off by other providers. So that's a good thing about me being mm-hmm. really familiar with equestrian sports. Um, mm-hmm. I take them very seriously because it really is, I mean, requires a lot of strength and balance and reaction mm-hmm. time has to be spot on. Um, so it Right. It, they can they can benefit a lot from little performance enhancement kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, make wow. a big difference.
0: When when you talk about equestrian sports, it's it encompasses mm-hmm. all sports that involve a horse.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like polo, racing.
1: Yeah. Uh, jumping. Jumping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All different kinds of racing, and mm-hmm. there's all different kinds of breed specific shows and mm-hmm. um, kind of like what you might think, like cowboy kind of stuff, um, right. cows and that kind of stuff. Um, uh-huh. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. There's a very wide variety
2: mm-hmm.
0: of
1: things you could do.
0: <laughs> and, and those horses that you use that they use in their farms, like gathering, gathering up the animals yeah. and stuff.
2: Oh, yep. yeah, there's a lot yep. of
0: ways that, you know, can address, that's not just not just like the, you're racing and stuff. I see, it's interesting. Right. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you also yeah? Like- especially
1: when people oh, aren't real familiar. Oh, that's okay. I was, I was gonna say, especially when people aren't all that familiar with horses. That you think a lot about horse racing. That's mm-hmm. really high profile, um, or like Olympic sports. Um, people sometimes know, but yeah, I think people forget about how many different things there are out there
0: right, do you also work with the the trainers of these horses on you know how they can improve well their their training program right. and prevent them from getting injured
1: again? Absolutely. so mm-hmm. that's a really important piece mm-hmm. um, because you know I can't tell the horse to go home and do. these exercises, right? Right. (laughs) Somebody has to be in charge of implementing the the plan that we put in place. So if there is just owner involved, then it's a lot of owner education, um, about, you know, how to change, you know, if there's a change in riding style that we need to make, or if there's a change in lifestyle management, we need to make, um, some, a lot of people keep horses in stalls, which means they're kind of standing still for, I don't know, 12 to 24 hours a day sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that can be really detrimental to uh, healing from injuries or getting improving back pain. Um, it's like putting a person on bed rest because they're in pain, you know? So um, there are certainly times when we need to do that, but a lot of times I'm advising people to give their horses more time out of a stall so they're getting more movement and not being quite so sedentary
2: mm-hmm.
1: so lifestyle changes have to be implemented by you know whoever's at the barn mm-hmm. and then if there is a trainer involved I have to get them to buy into what I'm <laughs> encouraging <laughs> too because sometimes it runs counter to what the trainer might be doing um, already or it you know might just require some changes so you have to it's a team approach
2: for sure Mm -hmm. with
1: horses the vet has to be involved the trainers involved staff that are different that would be involved too so it's definitely teamwork teamwork has to be has to be working for for you to have the
0: Mm -hmm. have you experienced any pushback from any of the horses team members
1: you know, yeah. I, sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard because mm-hmm. the e equine industry is interesting. A lot of things that are really mainstream are kind of old school mm-hmm. um, and we've always done it this way. Right. So why yeah. would I change it? Mm-hmm. And as we learn more uh, and there's more research coming out and um, making advances in the medical industry, some of our now recommendations run counter to what people are used to doing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm coming in off the street <laughs> trying to convince them to change this, it, it can be hard. And you have to be a little delicate sometimes with how mm-hmm. you how you approach that kind of stuff, because people don't like to be told that they're doing something wrong. Right.
2: That's <laughs> That's true.
1: That's true. <laughs> and their horses are their their best friend most of the time. So they mm-hmm. they're trying so hard to do everything right. And then if I just come in, you know, guns blazing, telling them they're they're doing a terrible job, uh-huh. it's not gonna it's not gonna work. Right, right. they're gonna just tell me to go home and never come back. So <laughs>
2: you
1: you have to be a little bit tactful sometimes, and and assume that people are doing the best they can, and just educate on how they can you know make little changes to do better.
2: Mm-hmm. So right. yeah,
1: the, it, the running running against the the established way of doing things in any in anything you do is is always a challenge mm-hmm.
2: I
0: know <laughs> similar with sports and conditioning we can you know sure. physical therapists would come in and you know they would say this is how we 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 did things so <laughs> <laughs> yeah right Yep. Right. why Understand should I listen that. to you
2: right you... <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So, can you describe to us a, a typical, you know, first day meeting with a horse once they uh, uh an owner or a trainer called on to you and and asked you to see their horses?
1: Sure. Um so, I generally travel to people's barns. Um sometimes people come to me, but I usually travel around. So, um I would show up at the barn and you know, meet the, meet the owner, meet Mm. the horse. We, there's always a little bit of a getting to know you a few minutes there where we kind of figure each other out and Mm. make sure I'm not perceived as a threat or anything. Um, and then we talked a little bit about before, you know, how I go through my, my Mm. treatment plan. Um, so I, I do a lot of educating as I'm going, or Mm -hmm. I try to, um, sometimes it's hard to multitask, but Mm -hmm. I, I try to, as I'm going through, you know, talk to the owner about what I'm seeing. And if, if there are things I know are going to be a tough, a tough change to make, I'll kind of start, you know, introducing that idea early on and try Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, drop little, little tidbits so (laughs) (laughs) that they can find their way to the answer uh, themselves,
2: hopefully. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And then, you know, there's, go through the assessment and then at the end there's always a time where we kind of sit and talk and really go into the education Mm because you know like I said earlier where I can't just tell the horse to go do their home exercise program um, there really has to be a really solid education there because if if I don't get the owner bought in on doing these exercises regularly because they can't have me out most of the time Mm -hmm. you know three times a week that's just Is not really realistic for most people financially or with their schedules. Mm -hmm. So I've really got to do a good job on the first day of making sure they know what to do, that they feel comfortable Mm -hmm. doing those exercises on their own and that they're actually going to do it because there's nothing worse than going to see somebody and, you know, they don't implement anything you said. And then they go tell somebody, oh, I had her out and it didn't help. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It, no, I. There's only so much I can do on one one visit. One session, um, right? I'm, I'm good, but I'm not a miracle worker. So <laughs> um, that getting that buy-in to really get them going um, on on exercises, because I mean, really, that's the foundation of what what we can do. Mm-hmm. Getting getting the lifestyle changes in place and getting um, the movement changes in place is how we make. You know, our manual therapy changes last.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. If you just have me come out and massage your horse once a month forever, you know, what's the point of that? So um, the education piece at the end, I think, is maybe the most important thing that I do. Mm -hmm. And I spend a lot of time on it.
0: Right. Right. So you also like ask them what the schedule of the horse is throughout the day. So you have an idea. Uh, And I try to
1: ask, I try to ask about the horse's nutrition um, Mm -hmm. because what they're eating really matters and can vary widely depending on, you know, what school of thought the owner subscribes to. Mm -hmm. Um, So their, their diet, are they in a stall or are they turned out? Are they Mm -hmm. turned out on a big pasture or are they in, you know, a, 40 by 40 square all day. So that, that can make a big difference. Um, Are they with friends or are they turned out by themselves? Um, All that Uh kind of, yeah, when I'm saying like lifestyle stuff, that's kind of Uh what I mean. Um, What does their day-to-day life look like and how closely does it mimic what a horse, you know, evolved to live like. Uh So the more we can mimic natural kind of herd life and, getting plenty of movement. Um, Horses were evolved to move, you know, 15, 20 miles a day back and forth to food and water. And most of our domestic horses stand around like all day long. So just like you or I sitting at a computer, or a desk all day would make us stiff and weak and Mm -hmm. have postural problems. um, It does the same thing to, to horses. So Mm -hmm. sometimes just changing you know, how much activity the horse gets can make, make a really huge difference.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do horses, like, play, like, dogs? They do.
1: do. Oh, they
2: do. Okay.
1: <laughs> so not, not as <laughs> much as dogs, not as much. Um, they, they tend to be, you know, energy conservers. They have mm-hmm. to be ready, right, to run away at a moment's notice if there's, you know, a predator coming. So they're not as rambunctious as dogs but it's little spurts throughout the day you'll Mm -hmm. see them get all riled up and chase each other around or play fight or something
2: Mm -hmm. they
1: they definitely do which is part of the reason why some people will put them in an individual paddock right Uh without friends because they're worried they might get hurt or hurt the other horse Mm
2: -hmm. so there's
1: a trade off there but I tend to prioritize the letting them be with their friends
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Mental health, right? (laughs) Right.
0: I was about to ask, like, do they get stressed? Do do they have to be happy?
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mental health is important for sure.
0: for everyone. (laughs) For for everybody,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: So um, for someone who wants to get into equine physical therapy, um, aside from, you know, loving horses and knowing more, knowing (laughs) about horses. What do they, what do they need? What qualities do they need to have?
1: Okay. So I think that they need to be willing to kind of blaze a trail right now because Mm -hmm. there are, there's so few of us. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of tough because I have, you know, two or three people I can look to as mentors that are doing this already Um, But there's not a huge community of support out there like there are for, you know, orthopedic PTs or neuro PTs. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a million Facebook groups out there for us to kind of network with. But with equine PT, it sometimes feels like you're you're going it alone a little bit. So being being prepared for that and being willing to just keep going, um, knowing that what you're doing is helping uh, is really important. Um, you've got to be good with horses and you've got to be good with people because if you're just good with horses like I said before I, nothing's going to happen because you have to get the owners and the trainers and the mm-hmm. vets and everybody who else who's on that horse's team um, to understand and you know work with them and be a team member with them so that that's super important I think it would be easy to be like, Oh, I don't want to work with people. I want to work with animals. (laughs) So I'll go into, to equine or canine PT, but Uh it doesn't really work like that. (laughs) You you still have people involved. That's
2: right. So
1: the interpersonal skills are, are important. Mm -hmm. And, um, you have to be ready to work outside in all different conditions too. (laughs) Cause you know, maybe there's a barn, maybe there's no shade that day, Uh you know, there, there you might have an arena with a with a roof or you might just be out in the field so um oh, wow. that it's i think it's wonderful i'd love to be outside all the time mm-hmm. um but some people might not want that so yeah that's definitely that would but be I, an important quality.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that if you're if you like horses, mm-hmm. then it, it might be easier for you to be an outdoors CP. Oh, sure. If right, you right, already yeah. like horses.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. Wow. Well, I, I I learned a lot from our conversation <laughs> and I'm really you know, if only I, I I know how I know more about horses, I could go into that, but <laughs> I don't think so <laughs>
1: you, no you asked really good questions, and I don't know how many of your listeners are gonna even know that much about horses, so i, I we went pretty pretty in depth i think it was good right,
0: we did we did, we did. Uh-huh. but I, I if only i i was uh i got into that because um my friend i think I've told mm-hmm. you this, that my yeah he she has friends from like a polo club in in the Philippines. and he was really looking into getting into uh um, eco and physical therapy and i was like yeah. really there's physical therapy <laughs> what are you gonna do with that and 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 seeing your videos and hearing your your stories and your how you treat patients i was like this is very interesting mm-hmm. i wish i know how to ride a horse or <laughs> understand a horse i could go into this <laughs>
2: right right yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: it's awesome it's- uh, it sounds that's fun
1: yeah, it's what I love about being a physical therapist too, right? There's so many different things that we can do mm-hmm. and so many different avenues you could pursue with the same degree. So I, it's such a cool career. It
2: really is.
0: Right. And, and you're, you, you see the horses, you see the riders,
2: mm-hmm. you also
0: provide hypotherapy, all about horses.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's so nice. Yep. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Even just with the horses, you can do so many different things. You can mm-hmm. work with kids. You can work with riders only. You could work with horses only. I mean, you could make it what you wanted for sure.
0: And if you want to focus on horses, you can. You know, you have uh, racing horses. You have yeah, like show yeah, horses. Yeah, you have, yeah. Ah, there's a yeah. lot of horses <laughs> <you laughs> that can, you can see. You
1: could niche down even more. You can, mm-hmm. you
2: know, like,
0: yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It, it's a niche, <laughs> but you can go to niche. Other niche <laughs> in the niche, yeah. So, definitely. wow, <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. All right, so, yeah, um, thank you again for your time. Um, I have a, one last question for you, sure. Um, uh, this the, the podcast is uh entitled or named PT Meal, uh, mm-hmm. it's a complete meal of like information, inspiration for other physical therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question for you is, what are the three uh ingredients uh that you find true it may be a belief a principle a virtue that is essential in your life or what are the three ingredients that make up barbara parks
1: okay that's a good question i like that okay um the first one i think i'm gonna say is advocacy so Mm -hmm. being an advocate for those um who can't speak up or whose voices are you know muffled more than our own. So horses are a good example of that, right? They don't have a, a voice like we do. So um, looking out for them, kids are a similar, similar thing. So um, I think being an advocate is really important to me, uh, especially as a therapist and, you know, in life in general. Um, the second thing I'm going to say is... Kind of like compassion and empathy, uh, trying to f- see where people are coming from and come at them with without judgment, um, open mind with things. And then the third thing I'll say, I think is just being, being a lifelong learner, um, always looking for better ways to do things, not getting stuck in something just because that's the way I did it before. Um, and just putting myself out there and and learning as much as I can about different different things to make mm-hmm. myself a better better person and a better therapist
2: mm-hmm. I, That's it.
0: That's is it. that it? Yeah I uh-huh. like I like your answers because all of your answers is geared towards others, advocating for others. For those who can't advocate for themselves, mm-hmm. compassion and empathy for others and being a lifelong learner to be able to, you know, uh, serve better uh, those, those people that you advocate for. I, I like those answers
1: thank you nice. <laughs> yeah that's maybe my my problem is i i need to focus more on myself sometimes i'm i'm good at <laughs> focusing on other people <laughs> <laughs> but being
0: but I, those I, I qualities are good. important as a physical therapist. i think so yeah, think mm-hmm.
2: so. yeah definitely right.
0: so before i let you go um if they want to uh know more about you social media i mentioned you have a youtube channel
1: mm-hmm. yeah Where so can they reach you? on on social media, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, all as The Horse PT. Um, so that should be easy to find. And then I have a website. The Horse PT was taken. So <laughs> DrBarbaraParks.com <laughs> uh, is my website. So those are probably the best ways. And if people want to email me, my email address is TheHorsePT at gmail.com. So any of those ways, if you have questions or want to talk more about this i love talking about it so uh, feel free to reach out
0: all right thank you and i'm gonna put that uh, indicate that in the show notes as well for people to see all right again thank you for the conversation
1: thank you so much for having me this was fun
0: thank you for listening to pt meal podcast if you like the show and want to support it please follow the podcast social media accounts in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Share the episodes you're listening to or episodes you love to listen to so that the message can reach more people. Also, if you have anything to share with everyone about the profession or your practice, do contact me and we can work something out. If you have any suggestions, feedbacks, questions about the show or the guests, Uh, of the show you can reach me through all the podcast social media accounts or through the website www.ptmealpodcast.com or through email at ptmealpodcast at gmail.com all right looking forward to hearing from you thanks just a reminder folks the podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only the show strives to keep all information true and correct but humans sometimes make mistakes factual errors may be present so we encourage the listeners to do their own research on the featured topics as well now let's go back to the show